the love story of Johnny Cash and June Carter. They had an obvious musical collaboration from the start, but their relationship was more challenging to establish. June and Johnny had to overcome old demons and significant obstacles to finally live together peacefully. It's a story about guitars, drugs, loyalty, and love. Nashville. As with every Saturday night, the Grand Ole Opry is about to begin. The radio show is broadcast live in front of a live audience on WSM. The show's reputation is well known, and Hank Williams and the young Elvis Presley have performed there. The show has had to change studios several times to accommodate the growing number of fans who arrive excitedly with their puffy skirts and shiny shoes, ready to scream when the artists take the stage. On this July evening, a promising new musician is about to meet his audience for the first time. Backstage, he nervously awaits his turn, his guitar slung over his shoulder. He wears a black shirt and pants, as black as his belt, his eyes, and his hair. His name is Johnny Cash, and he's 24 years old. He has just released his first record on Sun Records, the label that also signed Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis Presley. The tracks Hey Porter and Cry, Cry, Cry received a good reception on the radio, and the record sold well. But this is the first time Johnny will face such a large audience. On stage, he will be accompanied by guitarist Luther Perkins and bassist Marshall Grant, his friends. Together, they form Johnny Cash and the Tennessee Two. The record company decided to highlight Johnny, as he is the voice of the group. After all, he is the one who writes and composes the songs. Johnny is a stage name. The young man has already changed his name several times. At birth, his parents couldn't agree on a name, so the baby was designated by two initials, J.R. It was only at the age of 18, when he joined the Air Force, that J.R. became John Ray. So why not Johnny? That name suits him better. He feels it. And it's under this name that he responds that evening when June Carter comes to greet him backstage. She introduces herself, but Johnny already knows her well, at least her voice. He's been hearing her voice on the radio since childhood. June is the youngest member of the Carter family, an institution of country music. In the Carter family, there is Maybelle, the mother, she formed the Carter family with her husband, Ezra, the first commercial group of rural country music. Maybelle invented her own technique for playing the guitar, the flat picking, later known as the Carter style. When Maybelle's group dissolved, she reformed it with her daughters. There were Helen and Anita, the two crystal clear voices playing the guitar like their mother. And then there was June, the funny one, the one who entertained the audience. June initially stayed away from music before finding her own path armed with her auto harp and legendary wit. I've always wanted to meet you, Johnny says shyly when June greets him. It is said that she replied, it's as if we already know each other, 
It's time for Johnny to take the stage. From backstage, June observes. Later, she would write, I don't remember anything we said to each other. I only remember his eyes, those black eyes that shone like agates. He controlled his performance in a way that was unknown to me. Just a guitar and a gentle presence made not only me, but also the entire audience become his disciples. When June and Johnny first met, they had in common being married, having children, and not being fulfilled in their relationships. June was first married to Carl Smith, a very popular country guitarist with whom she became pregnant. They separated even before the birth of their daughter, Rebecca Carlene. It took courage at the time to get a divorce. June was strong, but she went to New York for a while to experience alone what everyone around her called a humiliation. Back in Nashville, June married a former football player, Rip Nix, with whom she had her second daughter, Rosanna Leah. They would divorce six years later. Things weren't going well for Johnny either. He married Vivian Liberto in Texas just one month after being discharged from the U.S. Air Force. Vivian was a woman who needed security. She aspired to a quiet family life. She gave birth to four daughters, Roseanne, Katie, Cindy, and Tara. Johnny loved them more than anything, but family life was clearly not his priority. Johnny only had one thing on his mind, music. And then, after they met, June. In the early 1960s, they went on tour together. Johnny became more and more successful and asked June to accompany him on stage for backup vocals, duets, and for entertainment too. Well, let's see, there's Kalamazoo. Have you seen him? See? I was trying to find him. I oh, was looking oh. everywhere for him. I, I was, I was for the golden-throated one. Oh, John. Yes, a hunt for Johnny Cash. Well, I was looking for him. I've got to find him. Well, no, no. Oh, here he is. John, John, come over here. Hi. John, I, I certainly want to thank you for appearing with us here on our program. Are you going? Well, I was going to take her down to see Carl Perkins in Jackson. Oh, oh, in Jackson. Yeah. Well, I thought you may be going to Kalamazoo or Springfield well, or some J Jackson. It's not far. Jackson. Oh, don't yeah. let him free. He's trying to get away without me. Oh, this Oh, <laughs> this is where I go out too. With the Johnny Cash show, they traveled the country. From the first moments, Johnny reveals his interest in June to her. He woos her, but June ignores his attempts. Because she's married, but mostly because Johnny's lifestyle scares her. On the road, he indulges in every excess. He tries every drug, he drinks, he collects one night stands. Every return home to Vivian turns into a crisis. Despite Johnny's promises of a clear future for June, she has trouble believing him. And yet, there is something between them. When they sing together on stage, their relationship becomes obvious. It is with a heavy heart that June pushes Johnny away. She sees him destroying himself, but she can't do anything about it. She says, I think I'm falling in love with Johnny Cash, and it's the most painful thing I've ever been through. June says she's trapped in a ring of fire. 
The expression will inspire Johnny to write the song, Ring of Fire. Love is a burning thing, and it makes a fire ring. Bound by wild desire, I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. Despite June's refusal, she remains by Johnny's side. She watches over him and saves him when he's under the influence of drugs. Like the day musician Pete Seeger invites them to play and chat in front of the cameras. Johnny is under the influence of amphetamines and barbiturates to which he had become addicted. He swings nonchalantly in his chair and struggles to speak coherently. June remains smiling, as always, and speaks to ease the awkwardness. That song there, that is the first time I think I ever sang that song, uh, sang at it, uh, <laughs> thanks to June Carter and yourself. Huh? You missed your note, Pete. <laughs> he gave you a break all of your own and you missed it. <laughs> Just to let the people know are. that Pete's coming in. Yeah. Will, June, what you doing with a banjo in your hand? I'm holding it. <laughs> no, Pete, I tell you, I've, uh, I'm not a banjo player, and especially around you. In 1965, Johnny was arrested in Juarez, Mexico, while attempting to cross the border into Texas. Customs found 1,000 tablets of amphetamines in his guitar case. That same year, the truck he was driving caught fire and sparked a massive forest fire in California's Los Padres National Park. 49 protected condors were destroyed. For the first time, the U.S. government prosecuted someone for starting a forest fire. But despite all these troubles, Johnny never spent more than one night in jail. Yet, he cultivated the myth of the inmate, and many of his songs tell of the prison confinement and the loneliness of the prisoner. In 1968, the album, At Folsom Prison, was recorded live before an audience of inmates and correctional staff. Well, we would like to continue with the Johnny Cash show and bring to you the man that you've actually come to see. I'm sure you'll enjoy him this afternoon. He seems to have a lot of common and things in common with you, Mr. Johnny Cash. <laughs> It's an achievement for Johnny after difficult months. Earlier that year, he found the strength to break free from drugs. He reportedly had a revelation when he attempted suicide while under the influence of drugs. In an autobiography, he said that he had a divine revelation that night when the breath of God pushed him to take control of his life. But it was mainly June's help that made the difference. For a month, June and her family isolated themselves at Johnny's place to watch over him during his withdrawal. Once he recovered, Johnny became very religious. On the night of a concert at London Gardens in Canada, while performing alongside June, Johnny proposed. Will you marry me? June said yes. They were both divorced. Johnny promised to stay clean, and she no longer had any reason to struggle. They got married a few weeks later. 
They had never stopped being together since they met, but now they are a couple. In 1970, June gave birth to their son, John Carter Cash. He would become a musician and producer himself. June and Johnny continued to collaborate musically, but they also shared their beliefs. Together, they advocated for the defense of convicts and Native American minorities. They aged together, still in love as on the first day. Happy birthday, princess. We are growing old and used to each other. We think alike. We read each other's minds. We know what the other wants without having to ask. Sometimes we get a little irritated with each other. Maybe we take each other for granted sometimes. But every now and then, like today, I stop and think how lucky I am to share my life with the most amazing woman I've ever met. You still fascinate and inspire me. You influence me to be better. You're the object of my desire, the first earthly reason for my existence. I love you so much. Happy birthday, princess. John. In the spring of 2003, June's health rapidly declined. She died of cardiac complications on May 15, 2003, at the age of 73. After her death, Johnny lived alone for a few more months before joining her. In August 2003, he gave his last interview. So you were married for more than 30 years. What's the secret to that? How do, how do people stay together? We were together 40 years. Oh, we, okay. we worked on the road together yeah. since 1963. Mm -hmm. And we got married in 68. Oh. And uh, the secret for a happy marriage? Separate bathrooms. <laughs> really? That's it? I think so. <laughs> When June passed on, did she have any advice for you? Did she say, keep going, keep making music? Or? Oh, she always said that. Mm. Oh, yeah. She, she was my great encourager. June Carter Cash and Johnny Cash are buried side by side at Henderson Memory Gardens in Tennessee. Years after their death, their story is told for its romance. Despite the shadows and obstacles, June and Johnny succeeded together in achieving the most important thing, creating, forgiving, and loving each other until the end. Thank you for listening to this episode of Love Me, Love Me Not. If you enjoy this podcast, please let others know by giving us a rating and leaving comments on your favorite listening platform.